Welcome to Northern Night Story Exchange. Today, we will have two stories for you. The first will cover the accidental summoning of a demon with the aid of IKEA furniture names. This story was written by user Autoc. What the hell is a Bravikin? John Christ, Melissa snapped. Mispronouncing every single sign in the store had gotten old back in the dining area, but trust her newly wedded husband to beat a horse until it turned to glue. It's a double sink. You can see it. Right there. Yeah, but a bravikin, he said, enjoying himself immensely. Out of the corner of her eye, Melissa saw an Ikea employee perk up and turn towards them. Bravikin, bravikin! I can't get it to roll off my tongue. Stop! shouted the employee. He started sprinting towards them, one hand outstretched. Melissa frowned and tapped John on the arm. John! Honey, look! Bravikin, bravikin, bravikin. God damn it! screamed the employee. He clapped his hands together in frustration and skipped to a halt glaring daggers at John. John and Melissa glanced at each other, startled, and the employee bowed his head, uttering a string of muffled curses. What? John asked. Melissa tightened her lips, utterly baffled, but not so much that she wasn't still annoyed. The ground shook briefly, and a sudden burst of sulfurous smoke blinded her. She gagged and stumbled away, her heart leaping into her throat, her only coherent thought that somehow a bomb had gone off and she was going to die in a godforsaken Ikea of all places. Ha ha! Thank you, my man, boomed a deep, smooth voice that echoed through the store. Melissa blinked away the tears and gawped. A seven-foot of exaggerated male musculature stood before her, clad in the loosest sense of the term, in a fuzzy g-string and enormous fur boots. His golden beard was braided into a complex weave that reached near to his belly button, while his shaved head was covered in an intricate pattern of tattoos. He held an enormous axe in one hand, and a curved horn in the other that Melissa guessed could hold five or six liters of liquid. John Cavington, you are favored by the gods, the man boomed, offering the curved horn with a flourish that sent some of its contents splashing to the floor in giant splats. John took a step back and raised his hands in a warding gesture, but the man pushed the horn into his chest. Come on, man, you earned it. Best mead in Valhalla. Don't let me drink alone. John hesitated, looking helplessly at Melissa, and then accepting the horn, nearly dropping it as the weight hit his arms. Chris, the man boomed, turning to the employee. Long time, man. Do anything to impress the Valkyries lately? You know what I'm saying? You were here last week, Bravikin, Chris snapped. Can we just get this over with? The meatballs are over this way. 
Not until my man here takes his drink, Bravikin boomed. He pointed his axe at John, who hastily took a sip. John blinked, and his eyes widened in shock. Then he took a long draw, two streams of mead running down his face as he gulped and gulped. That's right, John Cavington. Chug, chug. John, Melissa hissed. She had no clue what was going on. Best guess was some fratty-ass hidden camera YouTube channel was going to feature her husband making an idiot of himself sometime in the next 12 hours. Bravikin glanced at her and gave a hearty laugh. You can do better than her, John Cavington, Bravikin said. He put one hand on John's shoulder and pushed him in the direction Chris had indicated. Come, let us feast and be merry. What the hell? Melissa said, shrill with affront and surprise. Chris shook his head and made a calming gesture. I'm sorry, ma'am. Chris said, his attempt at soothing rendered less effective by his own obvious annoyance. But, as it turns out, the new line of sinks has coincidentally lined up with the name of one of the lesser Norse gods, who, also purely by accident and through no fault of the Ikea Corporation, can be summoned to party by saying his name seven times. Lesser, my left nut! Bravikin boomed, shaking his axe at Chris. Chris ignored him. Where's my camera? Melissa said, pasting a false smile on her face. Come on, don't you have to show me? There's got to be some kind of law that says you have to tell me I'm being recorded. Nope, Chris sighed. No, it's real. Look, your husband just has to drink some mead and eat, well... A lot of meatballs. But after that, he'll be free to go. Store policy is to offer a $500 gift certificate in the event of Bravikin. So, really, you come out ahead. I'm the one who's stuck cleaning up after him, which I can tell you is not fun at all. 500 Melissa said, her anger melting away. Can we use it today? Uh, yeah. Chris said with a shrug. I think so. Talk to the manager at the register. Okay, Melissa said, nodding firmly. Bravikin and John were nearing a bend in a nearly endless maze, and John looked back over his shoulder, the panic in his eyes fading as they glossed over from the no-doubt potent effect of godly mead. Have fun, dear. So, I have to warn you, Chris said lowering his voice. Sometimes Bravikin can uh, get a little crazy. And you see, maybe one in a hundred times, he takes the summoner back to Valhalla with him. We think, anyway. There's a few theories. Anyway, the axe cleaves them in twain and all, but... Would I still get the certificate? Yeah, but... I'll roll those dice. This story was written by user Autoc. Now, before we get on to our second story of the day, I will mention that while this was one of the shorter stories I have so far included in this podcast, it was also one of the most difficult to record, 
in large part because I kept laughing at different portions of the recording process. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, on to the second story of the day. This one by user Sinks. Visit him for more stories at r slash time sinks. This story covers a man who was sent back in time and meets a medieval king. That king turns out to also have been from the modern day. Bro? Leonard stood at the base of the platform, arms crossed in frustration. He couldn't believe it. This sappy-looking, scrawny twit of a teenager had discovered what had taken him years, years to figure out on his own. He had dedicated his life looking for a loophole in time travel to get around the requirements of faster-than-light travel and proximity to a black hole. And this idiot had gone there first. What was more... Instead of using his knowledge to benefit all of mankind, he had made himself king. King! How selfish could one person be? The king, on the other hand, beamed down on him. Yeah, bruh, he said. How'd you do it? It was easy for me. See, it turns out we're in, like, a simulation or something, he said. I'm a little foggy on the details. Made the whole thing up while I was stoned. Like, still kind of stoned, actually. They've got some wicked herbs here, man. But it all, like, just kind of came to me, you know? It just came to you, Leonard asked, his eyes shut, wishing he could forget everything he just heard. It took me over a decade to figure out. At least you had the sense to dress the part. You did dress the part, didn't you? The monarch stared at him blankly. No, at least I don't think so. They didn't have jeans back now, did they? No, no jeans, he said, smoothing his tunic. So, where did you get the robes? Did the king just give them to you or something? The boy grinned wider. Yeah, man, he said, showing off the purple cloth. He just sort of threw them at me the second I showed up. He was yelling something about a prophecy, but hey, I'm not going to complain. Free stuff. How much do you think this crown is worth? You really should have planned this a bit better, you know, if you're going to travel into the past. Leonard said. You could have got yourself killed. Hey, man, I didn't actually plan on anything, the teen said, frowning. It just sort of happened. One moment, I was laying on my back, looking at the universe through my third eye and stuff, and then the next, whoosh. There's, like, this big purple portal... And I land right in the middle of the courtyard, you know? Leonard stared. You mean to say you didn't actually do anything? He asked. Nah, man, the teen said. In fact, I'm not 100% sure this whole place is real. But if it isn't, 
This is one hell of a trip, you know? Leonard turned away, deep in thought. He, too, had seen the very same portal, though it had been where and when he had been expecting, though not exactly if he had been honest. It had been a few seconds early. In truth, he wouldn't have stepped through it at all had it not grown suddenly and launched itself at him like the mouth of an enormous worm. At the time, he had chalked it up to a simple miscalculation, but now he wasn't so sure. If you didn't mean to come here, he asked the boy, and if I was brought against my will, what on earth was that portal? It was my doing, said another voice, sonorous and deep. From behind the throne walked a man, old, with a white beard and periwinkle blue eyes that seemed to peer straight through Leonard's heart. He wore robes long enough to scrape the floor, a pointed hat, and an expression that was equal parts sorrow and joy. I am Merlin, said the man. Leonard, Arthur, we have much work to do. I pray that we might start now. This was a story by user Sinks. Visit them on their subreddit, r slash timesinks. This has been Northern Night Story Exchange. If you want to see your story featured on the podcast, or find additional content associated with the podcast, please visit northernnightpublishing.com. We would love to hear your stories and hopefully turn them into more episodes of the Northern Night Story Exchange. Thank you for listening.